crazy once they knew Justin was the guy. Surgical beating Grice. And now all the Kaniacs get to see. James Reimer with a chance to seal an incredible story. He goes! Hey, hey! What do you say? The Canes win in shootout! This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I'm Adam Gold and... How about that script? Hollywood, come calling. At the very least, I think we have a 30 for 30. What if I told you that a 38-year-old man who had not played an NHL game all year long came back, was one of the Hurricanes' best players on the ice, and scored the game-winning shootout goal in the eighth round? What if I told you Well, you'd believe me if I told you it was Justin Williams. He has always had a flair for the dramatic, and it was an impressive night. I thought he played very well. (laughs) I thought his first shift was good. I thought his last shift was good. I thought that line was dangerous. And wow, uh, it was cool to be there for that return. It was cool to see Justin step on the ice uh, about uh, three, four shifts into the game, and the crowd go bananas when they saw that uh, Williams was on the ice. He had a good chance in the first period, didn't get a lot on the shot, but had a good chance in the first period. I thought that line was good. Uh, still can't figure out how Brock McGinn did not score. Uh, but Carolina comes away with two points they absolutely had to have. Think about where Carolina was going into the game. This is a team that, had been, you know, in wild card position for almost all of this season, at least in wild card position. At times they were, you know, in the top three in the division. And you woke up today and you looked, went, oh, look, Carolina's in third in the wild card race. And it's going to be a fight. There's four teams fighting for uh, three spots. The Islanders, the Blue Jackets, Carolina, and Philadelphia. I think they're fighting for three spots, and there's somebody from the Atlantic Division that's going to be in the wild card mix too, whether it's Toronto or Florida. So throw another team in there. Uh, This is the way it looks, and who knows how it's ultimately going to be, but uh, four teams fighting for three spots. I still do think the top top five teams in the Metro are going to make the playoffs, uh, but it's also going to take 100 points to get in. So Carolina is going to have to figure out a way to get to that. They're going to have to figure out a way to do it without Dougie Hamilton. A couple of quick things. And then we're going to bring in Alec Campbell in just a little bit. If I haven't told you already, uh, please subscribe to the podcast so it shows up on your phone. You don't have to wonder where it is. Uh, It'll just show up automatically. Uh, And if you want to rate it, fine. If you want to uh, just uh, not rate it. I've never rated a podcast. So you're not going to hurt my feelings if you don't do it. Uh, but that's the best place to give us feedback, unless you want to tweet to me at a gold fan. Uh, so thank you very much for uh, for spending some time, whether it's your evening or uh, your morning chores. I don't know what your chores might be, uh, but whatever they are, maybe it's just driving to work. Uh, so good game overall. 
There was a little bit of a lull in the first part of the second period, which was troubling, uh, but I thought Carolina was very good tonight. This was not the Anaheim game where Carolina played a good first period, didn't get enough out of it, uh, then went away in the second and third. I thought in this period, this game, uh, Islanders, by the way, are very good. No, no uh, surprise there. Incredibly sound. They don't give you anything. They have good goaltending. They have good defense. They have a good skating team. They're a physical team. Uh, they are the kind of a team that you're going to meet in the playoffs. And this was a good test for Carolina, especially a good game for them with Williams playing his first game uh, of the season. They have 33 more of those with number 14, hopefully. Uh, and then beyond that, hopefully some playoffs. Um, but I thought Carolina, for the most part, was very good. Uh, maybe the first 12 or so minutes of the second period, not so good, but Carolina turned it around. Uh, they had a couple of scoring chances. Uh, and then at the end of the period, uh, I thought a very questionable penalty call on Jordan Stahl. I mean, that's a slash, really? We saw a lot worse not called during the course of the game. I mean, there was a uh, Sebastian Ajo had a breakaway, and I forget who it was, but it might have been Casey Sezikis. Just kind of reached out and grabbed it as uh, the back of his jersey. I mean, he didn't get a lot of it, but he got enough of it to kind of slow him down a little bit. You're going to call that slash and not call that hold when a guy's going in a breakaway? That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, anyway, Carolina killed off the penalty. By the way, the, the, the PK was great tonight. Um, so Carolina kills off the penalty. Uh, but right after that, the Islanders uh, were still pressuring, and uh, Anders Lee won a net front battle. A, uh, a rebound comes out to Lee in the slot. Uh, Eric Halla couldn't, con uh, couldn't contain him, and it's 1-1, about 55 seconds left in the second period, and it's a deflating goal. But Carolina played pretty well in the third period, but again, there wasn't a lot to be had in the third period as uh, the Islanders are very content to, I think in soccer they call it park the bus and just make you extend, 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 and then counterpunch. Uh, and they had some chances. Uh, Barzell had a, uh, had a breakaway chance, and James Reimer shut him down with about two and a half, three minutes ago. Uh, Reimer, again, very good tonight. Uh, 26 saves, second straight home start. Uh, I will be surprised if we don't see 47 against the Winnipeg Jets. This is not about who's the number one and who's the number two. Right now, James Reimer's playing better. James Reimer, I think, will play. I'll be, I will be surprised if we don't see 47 in net against the Winnipeg Jets. It's two points Carolina's got to have. Two points I have to have. So uh, won't be surprised at all. Aho line, very good. I know Rod Brindamore doesn't send messages. It's not the way he plays. He doesn't play these kind of games. Um, I know he put Aho on the left wing in Columbus, and he was just trying to get some offense. And he thought maybe putting Aho on the left side would uh, generate some. And guess what? It uh, They played well offensively. They didn't play well defensively. And I think that Rod said, all right, that was fine. Uh, let's go back to the middle. Uh, last two games, Sebastian's been as good two ways as uh, he's been all year. He's really, really good in both ends. He was fast tonight. So that's encouraging. Uh, Svechnikov, Stahl, and Niederreiter, very good. Uh, I mean, 
for the most part, I think Andre was playing on the right side, which is his preferred side. Rod had him on the left side for defensive purposes, uh, but I thought Andre was very good. I like Nino's game tonight, uh, and Stahl did, did stall things. He created the first goal. Jake Gardner, Andre Svenskov, he'll wind it in. It's wound all the way around to the near wall. Stahl takes down Eberle. High slot, Pesci. Outside, Svenskov. They score! Andre Svenskov glances it off a body out in front. 14-15 left in the opening period. Carolina off and running. I mean, it's just a good play. He uh, keeps the puck in the zone with the big hit on Eberle. Uh, the puck eventually gets over to Svechnikov, and he used the uh, the shaft of Noah Dobson's stick to bother Thomas Grice and beat the Islanders netminder. Kind of fluttered over him, but uh, hey, look, uh, you make your breaks, right? Jordan Stahl doesn't get any assist for that, but the goal does not score without Jordan Stahl's big play. Uh, so that was cool. All right, we already talked about the goal that uh, the Hurricanes gave up at the end of the second period. Uh, Brock McGinn. Oh. Williams taken down at center. Matt Martin on him. Pesci right in front. Flung wide. What a chance. That was such a chance. That was such a great chance by McGinn. Uh, okay. And I, uh, I remember looking at McGinn as the puck went wide and Brock just went, I can't believe I missed it. It was like missing a 10-inch putt. I mean, it's possible to miss a 10-inch putt, right? But that's basically what it looked like to me. A couple of uh, very quick things before we break, and we talked to Alec Campbell. Um, Almost certain that Jordan Martinook will draw back in on Tuesday against Winnipeg, so somebody has to come out of the lineup, and... um, I guess the candidates would be McGinn, although I thought Brock played well tonight. Uh, I think uh, Dezingle is a candidate. Remember, the third line was benched. The hollow line was benched second part of the like the last 10 minutes of the game. I think they only took three shifts or so, maybe four shifts in the uh, third period. So uh, I guess theoretically, Dezingle could come out. I think Nino could come out. I don't think he will, but I think he could. Um, and I, this is going to sound weird. I wouldn't be completely shocked if Eric Holla came out. Um, I don't think Rod's been crazy about his game the last couple of games. And I also don't know if he's not being uh, just like nagged a little bit uh, and maybe giving him uh, an additional couple of days heading into this break might be good for Holla. I don't know. Uh, but I don't think Rod loved, uh, loved 56's game tonight. And again, uh, not that he was responsible for the Anders Lee goal that tied it up late in the second period. Uh, but uh, that's an assignment. You got You were there. You got to finish that play. Uh, anyway, I uh, thought, uh, oh, all in all, uh, good, solid, hardworking effort in a game you had to have. And one more time, the emotions of the evening, absolutely amazing. And um, all right, you want to hear it again? Goldberg, Ontario. This is as good a time as any to take a quick pause. I need the towel off. 
Alec Campbell, able-bodied host, Stormwatch, Aftermath, uh, my friend. Uh, who wrote that script? <laughs> Rod Brendamore, I think, wrote it. Yeah. I think he's the author of that. <laughs> it was his plan all along, and it was James Reimer's plan all along, as he said. Yeah. He tried to uh, keep the shootout going long enough to make Roddy throw Willie on the ice to shoot. Everybody was waiting for it. And we all knew it was going to happen, right? I knew that was going to happen. In fact, in the third period, I told Brian LeBlanc from right. Kane's Country and Dennis, because we were just, you know, t- uh, taking bets on who got the game winner. Sure. And I said, Justin Williams gets the game winner in this. Um, and, you know, the thing was, is only because he, like, actually had legit scoring chances tonight. Yeah. And damned if he wasn't one of the better players on the ice anyway. It's amazing, isn't it? Yep. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, I don't like I don't like eight round shootouts necessarily, but whatever. Yeah. They got it done, and Willie got the game winner, and they at least got two points out of it, even if they allowed New York to get one. Uh, and they found themselves out of a playoff spot to start the day. Yeah, and they end the day in a playoff spot. And right now, I think that's pretty good. Talk about cold water. When you looked at the standings this morning, you went, "Oh my gosh." They're they're third in the wild card race. So was, mm-hmm. what was interesting is uh, watching the long line of players that went before Williams after the first three. You know, Teravainen and Svechnikov score after the first three. You know, you've got Dzingel, Natchez, Slavin. I'm sure somebody else yeah. I can't remember. Um, and they all were like trying to make all sorts of moves, and they're deking and deking and deking. And here yep. comes uh, here comes the thirty eight year old gray beard. Uh, just skates right. in and just goes. Ah, forget it. Just no frills. Well, and, and, <laughs> and I said, you know, I said to uh, I said to Dennis Cox, I was like, I bet you Willie through the course of that whole thing was paying attention and saw a place where you know Grice was vulnerable. I bet he at some point maybe figured out during that shootout that that was an option for him. So he said, he said in the, in the locker room afterwards, he goes, I know he's patient. So I just didn't basically just didn't give him a chance to be patient. Nothing to wait out. Here you go. Boom. Right. Awesome. So he's, he's a, uh, he's a wily vet. I, you know, I, I was hoping Rod would give him a shot. I'm shocked that they didn't, he didn't start in the, in the starting five. Right. that, That makes a huge difference, but uh, as you heard from Rod after the game too, he, I think he, he kind of forgot about it, right? Like he, <laughs> he said, like he, he wasn't paying attention to it right. the way the rest of us were, which I guess, I guess is probably a good thing. It's so typical that, Rod, isn't it? <laughs> right. That he's not caught up in that kind of stuff, oh. you know, because it's probably, you know, his mind is in the right place. It's, 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 uh, objective, right. I guess. Like, I want to do whatever the best thing to do, whatever I think the best thing to do is. And I can't really get caught up in these, you know, these, these fairy tales that exist around. It's a lot like the, the whole, like, Oh, should, should we get, you know, so-and-so a start against his former team or uh-huh. something like that. Right. You know, it's like that stuff just, you just can't, you can't allow that stuff to make your decisions. And how about uh, the fact that Williams had, if I mean, I'm trying to do the, uh, the math, about five and a half minutes of ice time in the third period. And he, Rod, uh, Rod told me, he goes, I can't play him in overtime. That's just, <laughs> that, that's not for Justin. Uh, but, yeah. you know, 
he was one of their better players, as you said, and he played a lot in the third period. That line, he Rod liked that line. He talked about uh, it was pointed out that they um, they seemed to be skipping over the hollow line, and Rod yeah. was just like, "Yeah, you know what? Uh, third period, just uh, shorten the bench." Yeah, I don't buy what Rod said. By the no, way. of course not. That that uh, that. It wasn't anything they did. Of course it was something they did. <laughs> if, if, if it wasn't something they did, then they would have been one of the three lines that he shortened the bench to. So. it's uh, amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Halla in a second. Um, it was a great night for Williams. The crowd went bananas when he took his first shift. Uh, he had a couple of really good scoring chances. He had one where he had a 38-year-old wrist shot, I think, uh, game one wrist shot. I thought it was interesting that he's, he, he admitted after the game, essentially, that he was more nervous than he anticipated being. And uh, it's cool that he was able to admit that, uh, and I think it showed on that one shot in the slot. It was a really good pass from Walmart, uh, and he kind of uh, just didn't get much on it. And Grice was able to come up with the uh, with the save. So um, let's set him aside. Yeah. He's not coming out of the lineup. They're going to have to come out. No. Somebody else is going to have to come out uh, tomorrow. Eighteen. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, Rod uh, Rod did tell me that Martin Nook was. Uh, he, was, I mean, he's almost certain to be playing. Uh, he, and and he did make a point when I asked him about it. Uh, he likes Jordan in the middle. So we can read into that if we want. Uh, speaking of in the middle, Aho played another good game. He was Agreed. very was very good against Anaheim. Uh, I thought Sebastian and Taravainen and Fogel uh, were very effective. They uh, made a, a I mean they didn't score, but uh, they made a big impact in the game. Uh, and I think Rod just talking to him about it afterwards uh, casually. Uh, he was kind of excited about the way Sebastian played. He said there were a couple of moments he, that he went, uh, what are you doing? But for the most part, he really liked Ajo's game tonight. Yeah, for sure. And I think Ajo's played at a different speed the last couple of games. So maybe that was – maybe it's a it's a, a testament to what happened a couple of games ago when Rod threw him out on the wing and I guess – demoted him for lack of a better term for a game or whatever. I don't know. Um, but I think the last two games he's, he's actually looked pretty good. So I think that's encouraging. Um, so yeah, I liked their line. I liked the stall line a lot yeah, tonight. It was good. Um, I liked, you know, not to, not to belabor Willie so much, but in the second period, I thought it was Willie's that it was that shift from Willie's line that sort of, turn the tide a little bit for the hurricanes. Cause I thought in the second period, it was mostly an Islander period mm-hmm. for the first 10, 12 minutes of that period. And then there was a really good shift. Willie won a board battle. Yeah. And then it came, it came right that, that came right before uh, Pesci set up McGinn on the back door. Oh, don't, don't, I can't, um, I can't. I mean, I, and you know, that sucked that McGinn wasn't able to just direct that into the net, but that shift was a really good shift from their line. And I thought they, they tilted the ice back a little bit. And even though they gave up the goal in the second period, late in the second period, which by the way, another late period goal given up. Yeah. Um, well, that's a, that, that's still, a net front battle were, that didn't get one. 
Right, and the and the and the yeah, Eric Holla got boxed. He got he got big boyed. Yep. down there. But but the uh, but the thing was the and the the big problem for me was that uh, you know they had tur- they had turned the momentum around. They had turned the tide a little bit, and then killed it by giving up that that goal at the end of the period. Yeah, so th- it, that was disappointing. That, that goal came right after. Uh, I thought a relatively questionable Eric Stahl, uh, Jordan Stahl penalty. Oh my God! Um, if you're going to call that slash, you got to call every single time someone touches someone's hand, someone's hands. How about the fact yep. that Aho comes in in a breakaway, and I forget who it was, uh, Casey Zizekas maybe uh, grabbed him. He didn't grab him successfully, uh, but he grabbed him enough at the start where it slowed him down just a touch. I'm like, I do, you, you, you let that go, but you call that. So that was a terrible call. And the goal came, I don't know, 30 seconds after Carolina, maybe a minute after Carolina killed a penalty. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I didn't like that. Uh, I didn't like that call any more than I, uh, didn't like that goal, but the, um, yeah, Eric Hallwood got, uh, he did get big boyed by Andrews Lee. And that was the, uh, goal after Reimer made a good, uh, good play, good stop. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's a uh, tap. They they survived and they got uh, they got the point. Speaking of Reimer, got to roll them out again, don't you? On Tuesday against the Jets, I guess so. I mean, if if this is you know you're giving him two starts in a row and he's played pretty well in both starts, yeah. he was really good tonight. I mean, he was really really good. So I guess I mean um, I don't see why not. I don't. I um, honestly I don't even know that it's a debatable decision. Uh, and again, not about Peter. It's about this guy's playing well. He's going to have two full days off or a, a full day off between games. And uh, you need, you got to get two points. You got to put the guy out there right now that gives you the best yeah. chance of getting two points. Morazic played four games in a row not that long ago. It It's all right. Morazic will get back. It. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here for it. I just, it's it feels like such a seesaw the way we discussed the goaltending this yeah. year. Like it's sometimes it's bad. Like the, I feel like the last time you and I podcasted, we were talking about league average goaltending mm-hmm. in a more negative light, you know. But James has been good. I'm 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 uh, I'm glad that he had. I'm I'm glad that he's having such a such a good year. Um, and he looked really good t- uh, tonight. So all right, let's it was a solid performance. Let's close on uh, on this speculation because somebody does have to come out. And it will not be 14. Uh, and my guess is based on a conversation I had with the head coach that 48 is probably going back in. Doesn't mean he's going to go back in in the middle, but he's going to go back into uh, into the lineup. So would it be the craziest thing in the world if 56 didn't play? Yeah, that would be crazy. Mm. I, I think it's a possibility. Really? Yeah, I do. I think it's a possibility. I'm not saying it will happen because I do think that he is one of their best players. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I think the uh, the chance uh, there's a chance it could be 23. There's a chance it could be 18. There's a chance it could be 21. Um, but I will not be shocked if Halla. Uh, is a healthy scratch on Tuesday night. So that then that would mean because Martinuk would play center, so uh, uh, Lucas Walmark would would bump, bump up, up to the third line. 
Yes. And Aho and Stahl would play the other two centers. Yeah, but I think if that happens, well, you'll be able to see some things in practice tomorrow, but uh, or Monday, depending on when, pe- when people are listening to this. Uh, if they did something like that, uh, you would. I don't think the. I don't think Rod's going to play Martinook, McGinn, and Williams together. And this may very well be dictated by who plays with Williams. I don't think you're putting Williams on what would what would amount to a legit fourth line. Um, so, but I'm, I'm, I don't know that I, that Rod's going to sit Halla. Um, but I think the reason they got benched was Halla more so than Dezingle and Natchez. Remember Natchez played in overtime mm-hmm. and Dezingle got Dezingle in there uh, in, in, in the shootout. So, right. um, and those types of things for Rod are oftentimes rewards, so, right, I understand, and that's why that's why I immediately I I hadn't really given much thought to the notion of Halla ever coming out. Right. I'd, I'd never even really considered that. But now that Martinook's playing center, uh, I guess it makes more sense. But I had initially defaulted to Dezingle simply because of what happened tonight in terms of them getting benched and and that he was already kind of in my mind as a guy who would get sat and who knows what's going to happen i mean uh the 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 greater possibility is that um mcginn comes out martinook goes in in that same spot and it's mcginn walmark and uh rather martinook walmark and williams on again the same type of line we just saw tonight uh, but Walmart's such a good player, so it doesn't even, uh, it's not really a normal fourth line anyway. Uh, well, so, well. What, what's the, uh, what's the long-term prognosis for, uh, for the forwards? Is there, are they gonna, are they gonna carry an extra forward for the here from here on out yeah. and have a rotating healthy scratches? Cause that seems very undundant like, no, that's there's, they, they don't really have an option. Well, I mean, unless they figure out a way to trade somebody. Well, I mean, theoretically, they could. They could use. They could. They could trade a forward. I mean, like I'm. I'm here for it. I. I, I want them to do that. What trade a forward? But no, to keep a healthy extra. No, they. No, they. Right now, that's the plan. Uh, and, and I think even, uh, uh, even if they, not if, when they add somebody to the blue line mix, my guess is that they probably won't trade anybody off the NHL roster when they do something like that. That'll be draft picks and a prospect. Um, I'm almost certain of that. If they, if, if they have to or can include a forward or uh, somebody off the NHL roster uh, to sweeten a deal or even to dump a salary, uh, I could see that. Um, but I honestly, I, I don't... I, I think their plan is to trade, uh, is not to move anybody off the NHL roster. They're in good shape salary cap wise for the rest of the season. Williams contracts friendly enough. Um, and the long-term injury to Hamilton opens up more room for them. So, uh, nobody wants to have a long-term injury, uh, do anything positive. But, uh, if there's anything positive about it, there's a positive element to it is that it opens right. up his salary for the balance of the year. So uh, you can take on even a bigger salary now than you could have uh, before. So, um, but it's interesting. Uh, but I'll, yeah, I'll be surprised if forty eight isn't back. I wouldn't be completely shocked uh, if he uh, if he played the middle and Hollow was out. But um, yeah, that was um, 
was not a good uh, not a good performance by that line tonight. And Hollow was kind of and not responsible for that goal, but um, he didn't do enough to stop it. And that's something that uh, Rod notices because mm-hmm. that's the way he is. All right, yep. so um, one more game before uh, before uh, like uh, vacation. Yes, thank you. And <laughs> of course, uh, it's going to be longer because we got to do two anthems. So they got to oh, make it right. hard on you. They got to make it hard <laughs> on you before a long break. All right, man. I'll see you later. All right, man. Later. Bye. All right, we thank Alec Campbell for his time. Uh, quick reminder before we give you the standings: subscribe. Shows up on your phone or wherever. Get your podcast. Uh, rate it if you want. Don't if you don't want. It doesn't matter. But I want your feedback. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Uh, what I liked tonight was two points that they absolutely had to have after getting one point in their last three games combined. Uh, so here's the Metropolitan Division because it's a madhouse. Uh, the Islanders are third, 28-15-5, and five, 61 points in 48 games. Columbus is fourth, 26-16-8, and eight, 60 points in 50 games. Carolina, 28-18-3, 59 points in 49 games. So the Canes are a point behind Columbus, two points behind the Islanders. Carolina's got a game in hand on Columbus. The Islanders have a game in hand on Carolina. Philadelphia, one point behind Carolina, 26-17-6, 49 points. So uh, the Canes and the Flyers have each played 49 games. Carolina has a one-point lead. Winnipeg is next on Tuesday night. And hopefully Carolina can close out this portion of the schedule before the All-Star break and the bye week with two points because they got to get them. This is going to be a wild home stretch. 33 games. I think it's 100 points to get in. Do the math. All right. Thank you for joining us on the Morning After Podcast. I'm Adam Gold. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sportsfan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast.